Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You're listening to Alamo City Limits Podcast with Noah McGarrow-George, the official San Antonio Spurs podcast of Pounding the Rock in SB Nation. Welcome back to Alamo City Limits, the official San Antonio Spurs podcast of SB Nation and Pounding the Rock. Josh Primo and Joe Wieskamp have stolen headlines in San Antonio over the last few days, but it's time for the NBA draft to move on over because it's time for a Spurs free agency primer. Teams can start negotiating with free agents starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and they can begin signing free agents to contracts on August 6th at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But before we get into all the free agency news and rumors, let's take a look at the Spurs roster, starting with the players on guaranteed contracts. We've got DeJounte Murray making $15.4 million this year, Derek White who makes $15.1 million this year, Yaka Pertle who makes $8.7 million this year, Lonnie Walker who makes $4.4 million this year, Devin Vassell who makes $4.2 million this year, Joshua Primo who's going to make $3.4 million once he signs his rookie scale contract, Luka Shamanich who makes $2.9 million this year, Keldon Johnson who makes $2.1 million this year, and finally we've got Trey Jones who makes $1.5 million this year. And as we move on, Drew Eubanks is their only player on a non-guaranteed contract, though it wouldn't surprise me if they pick up his team option, which has a decision deadline of August 19th. And if they bring him back, that would bring the roster to 10 players, and Eubanks would count as $1.7 million towards the salary cap. The Spurs will also have to decide on what they want to do with second-round rookie Joe Wieskamp, and San Antonio could sign him to a fully guaranteed contract like they did with Trey Jones last summer, or they could sign him to a two-way contract like they did with Kendary Weatherspoon the last couple of seasons. If they do the former, that would bring the roster up to 11 players, leaving four NBA contracts and a pair of two-way deals to fill out before the start of next season. Of course, that still leaves the Spurs with several decisions to make in-house, so let's first dive into their unrestricted free agents. Starting with DeMar DeRozan, he spoke pretty openly about what it would mean for him to play for his hometown team Lakers on the Shea Shea podcast with Shannon Sharp, but Sam Amick of The Athletic reports it remains very possible that DeMar DeRozan returns to the Spurs following the Lakers trading for Russell Westbrook on draft day. Mark Spears and Bobby Marks also mentioned the Knicks, Clippers, and Bulls as teams that have interest in DeRozan, and Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report also mentioned the Pistons and Mavericks as potential suitors for the veteran swingman. And the last of the more rumors comes from Greg Sylvander and Adam Barai of Five Reason Sports as they report that the Heat are trying to figure out a way to reunite DeRozan with his former Raptors teammate Kyle Lowry. Moving on to Rudy Gay, he drummed up some interest around the NBA near the trade deadline from teams like the Heat and Celtics a year ago. And according to Adam Himmelsbach of the Boston Globe, Gay could be an option for the Celtics this offseason. And it seems like Rudy is a likely candidate to find a new home this summer. So just keep an eye out for where he ends up. As far as 
fan favorite Patty Mills. Himmelsbach also reports that the Celtics could pursue the Australian sharpshooter. Personally, I'd love to see Patty resign with San Antonio and play in a reduced role as a mentor for their young core. He's been with the Spurs for a decade now, and it would sting a little bit to see him leave, but I would understand if he chased a bigger paycheck elsewhere and would root for him regardless of where he ends up. And according to Jake Fisher, it sounds like San Antonio and Phoenix will vie for his services, with both teams being interested in inking Jang to a biannual exception, which is worth around $3.7 million. Daquan Jeffries was picked up off the waiver wire last season after the Rockets let him go, and he was announced as part of the Spurs' 2021 Salt Lake City and Las Vegas Summer League roster, so I anticipate they could bring him back if they like what they see from him over the next few weeks. He wasn't extended to qualifying offers, so he'll be an unrestricted free agent regardless. The previous statement also applies to Kendary Weatherspoon, who doesn't appear to be part of San Antonio's plans after he wasn't included on their summer league roster. And there's been absolutely zero news about Trey Lyles, but considering all the time he missed and the fact that the Spurs tried to trade him at the deadline, it probably seems like he's gone. After factoring in the money on the books for the 2021-2022 season, the Silver and Black will have roughly $49 million to spend in free agency. They don't have to spend all of it, but with that in mind, let's go ahead and look at some of the players they're rumored to be interested in on the open market. Thankfully, Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report says Laurie Markkinen is on the Spurs' radar. Markkinen would likely be a consolation prize for San Antonio should they miss out on John Collins, who we'll talk about in just a minute here. But just based on players of similar production around his age and skill set, I expect Markkinen to command anywhere around $15 million to $20 million per year. So hopefully the front office thinks he's worth that if they offer him a contract in that range. Jake Fisher also says the Spurs, Thunder, Raptors, and Pelicans are interested in Zach Collins. As a former lottery pick who's battled injuries over the last few years, he's one of my favorite buy-low targets for San Antonio. He fits a positional need, and at 23 years old, there's a chance that the Spurs can still squeeze out some untapped potential if he can stay healthy. I'm not sure how to put a dollar sign on Collins, but something like Trey Lyles got from San Antonio in 2019, so two years for $11 million feels appropriate given his extended absence from basketball. Tom Orsborne of the San Antonio Express News tweeted out that there's mutual interest between Kelly Oubre Jr. and the Spurs a few days ago. I'm not particularly fond of his fit with the Spurs, mostly because his price point could begin around $20 million per year, and for a subpar decision maker that's bounced around on losing teams, that seems like a massive overpay. Sham Sharania reported the Spurs, Heat, Mavericks, and Timberwolves have shown interest in pursuing John Collins, and though I've expressed some doubts as to how effective he'll be sans Trey Young in Atlanta's spacing, I still think the Spurs will have to bet on guys and outbid their incumbent teams if they want to acquire a big name. Their plan to entice Collins could come down to them offering Collins the max, which is worth about $21.8 million for the first season, and hoping that Atlanta doesn't match that. But Jake Fisher says the Hawks are likely to re-sign Collins to a deal that could surpass $120 million in total after the run to the Eastern Conference Finals, and a lengthy injury to a potential replacement in Nyeka Okongwu doesn't help matters. Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports reported the Spurs, Pistons, Raptors, and Wizards are expected to have some level of interest in Jared Allen back in March, but things have changed drastically for each of these teams, and after the Cavaliers extended him a qualifying offer, there's a good chance a bidding war for his services could start well above $20 million. He would be a solid addition for San Antonio, but that much money for a complimentary piece when you already have Jakob on such a bargain bin deal doesn't make a lot of sense to me. That about wraps up all the free agency buzz around the Spurs, so let's close things out with a few guys I like for them. The first being Bobby Portis. The Bucks almost certainly won't be able to afford retaining their backup big man, and while he's only a so-so defender, general manager Brian Wright expressed San Antonio's desire to add shooting and size to this roster, and he fits the bill for both of those descriptors. He knocked down 47.1% of his three-point attempts a season ago, and at 6'10 and 250 pounds, could hold down either front court position as a spot starter or full-time backup. His price tag is also sort of difficult to gauge. You would have to imagine it sits somewhere around the $15 million range he made with the Knicks in 2019-2020. 
Kelly Olynyk is another interesting option. Like Portis, he's tall and can shoot the ball. He averaged 19 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists in 27 games for the Rockets after a midseason trade from the Miami Heat. Those are outlier numbers, and he hasn't convinced me he's turned a corner as a late-blooming all-star, but he would definitely give the Spurs a plethora of lineup options, either alongside Jakob Pertl or as a backup. You wouldn't be adding any rim protection here, but a 3-year $36 million offer might get the job done, and that sort of contract is easily movable if Olynyk doesn't work out in San Antonio. The last guy we'll take a look at is Otto Porter Jr. Although he isn't the sexiest name on the market, the 28-year-old combo forward gives the Spurs some fun small ball lineups to work with, and Brian Wright also mentioned his philosophy on positionless basketball in his latest press conference appearance. Porter has a proven track record as a floor spacer and serviceable defender. That said, he's rarely been healthy since 2018, and that could actually work in San Antonio's favor, especially if they can pick him up on a short prove-it contract worth somewhere in the ballpark of $10 million per year. But that's all we've got with just a few hours before free agency starts, so thank you to everyone who tuned in for this edition of Alamo City Limits, and for those of you listening at home, make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. We've got a fantastic staff of writers over at Pounding the Rock who do an amazing job of keeping everyone up to date with their favorite team, so check our stuff out, but until next time, Spurs fans, take care.